Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. I'm excited to be able to share this conversation that I had with Claire Winter. And in the conversation, we talk a lot about planning your content and being able to really come up with a, a plan and like the frequency that we should be planning that, how far we should be looking out and different things like that. And then being able to actually like look at your whole content strategy as a whole and not just looking at one particular medium, but being able to look at all the different opportunities that you can be able to have to be able to use one piece of content and then use it in multiple different ways. And so I really love the strategy that she talks about in that. So you'll definitely want to pay attention to those different things, especially as we're looking at how podcasting relates to your business. Claire does a lot with helping business owners and podcasters be able to come up with content ideas and be able to stretch their imagination, if you will, stretch their thinking to be able to see different ways that they can be able to utilize content that they're already creating and how they can be able to use it in multiple different ways and be able to reach different audiences in some cases, but being able to uh, create a lot of different ways of doing that. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for this. So as we jump into the conversation with Claire, she starts by explaining what it is that she actually does. That way we can be able to get a baseline for the advice that she gives through the rest of the conversation. So here is Claire. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on your show. My name's Claire and I teach coaches and creative entrepreneurs how to amplify their reach through content marketing, storytelling, and PR. And I've recently launched a podcast called Cracking Content, where I'm teaching people how to do that through the episodes that I'm producing. So how did you come to the point where you decided that you wanted to start a podcast? I'm a journalist by trade. So I've been a journalist for 20 years and a content creator for that long. I started my career um, at ITN in radio and then moved on to television. So my first love really is radio. I used to read the news on a local radio station here in the UK. So I really, really love the medium of radio and podcasting had been on my radar for some time. And I'm also a really big fan, obviously, teaching people content marketing on how you can take one piece of what I would call a core piece of content and repurpose it into other things. So I'm always saying to people, take a piece of video, send it to rev.com, turn it into a blog and so on. So I really was excited about the content I'm already creating and to see what I could do with the podcast. So I've taken the blogs that are successful on my website and made them into episodes and sometimes I do it the other way around with clients. So they might create a great podcast and then we'll, we'll make it into written content. 
I absolutely love that idea of being able to repurpose content. And there's so many good reasons for being able to do that. And, and one of the things I try to promote for the people that I talk to or, or that I work with on, on as podcasters is the idea with show notes because the, I don't know, quote, traditional way of looking at show notes is just like a quick bullet point list with some links. But as far as like SEO on your blog, that doesn't really do a whole lot for you. But if you fill it out a little bit more, use more of the content that you created in the audio, you can be able to be able to mop, uh, monopolize or maybe not monopolize, but you can be able to be able to amplify the results you can get through your blog post as well and then translate it to the other way. So I absolutely love that, that idea of being able to reuse content in different ways. And so, and, and I also like trying to be creative with that in some, some cases too. I don't always have the time to implement that in creative ways, but I love being able to do that though. So I know that you have some pretty cool resources. I was going to save this toward the end, but you talked about the content creation pieces and multiple things. So you have a lot of cool resources on your website. I got a hold of a couple of them myself because they look cool. And so I wanted to look into them more. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you have available there on your website? Yeah, sure. And also I'd add to your point about the show notes. It's such a great place to showcase things like free resources that you've got on your website to grow your email list. I've also got a call to action to join my Facebook group, which is the same name of the podcast, which is Cracking Content and so on. So also if I'm talking about content planning, I will share the free resource, which is go to my show notes. There'll be a link to download my content planner for 2020 to 2021. And Lots and lots of people have downloaded that because often you have to pay for a fancy planner, don't you? So this way they've got something to map out their content. And also they're segmented in my list. I know they're interested in content planning. And then likewise, I've got 30 content ideas in 30 minutes. So I'm, I'm talking about idea generation. I'll pop that in the show notes and so on. And I've also got a blog brainstorm guide. And for me, blogging and podcasting can be, as we as you just said, really, you can easily connect them, can't you? You can share a link to the podcast and the link to the blog and vice versa. So I really like that too. So yeah, it's, I think show notes are totally underutilized and you can grow your email list by adding these free resources in there. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And just to go a little bit deeper into your content planning or content planner anyway. So just go a little bit more into that. You have a lot of really good ways that you set that up. And so you have a page in there that is social media ideas to be able to help kind of spark different ways of being able to share stuff on social instead of uh, probably the traditional way that I know podcasters using social media to be able to promote their podcast or content is just have a quick little blurb and a link back to the blog post and probably have an image there because we need images. Mm -hmm. And so but there's a lot of other ways that you share. There's over a dozen different things here. And then you share like a bunch of different hashtags that you can be able to use for each day of the week that help you be able to kind of create a theme going through every, every week. And then you have a thing where you can be able to have a weekly planner and to be able to share like what you're going to share on social media and different things like that. And then for each month, you have a place to be able to share like what you're going to do in your blog posts and your social media, 
your newsletter. I guess we could probably include blog uh, podcast in there as well in one of those things. And then you also have like key dates, which I think is really cool because a lot of times when we're planning content, we don't always think about the different holidays and special days that are there. And you outline that here, at least a lot of them. I mean, there's probably could be like dozens for every day if you look at everything around the world. But I think it's a really cool way of being able to do that. And it can be a really big help. So I would definitely encourage people to go check that out. And we'll make sure to have a link to your website to where people can be able to get these as well in the show notes. So anyway, so getting back to your podcast. So you mentioned that you started it. So how does your podcast support your business? It's been amazing, actually. I've really enjoyed it. Like launching it was super fun. And obviously, and I think that's when content marketing can really help. So I had an engaged audience and they say it's better to have an army. It was better to have a thousand loyal fans than tons of people that aren't interested. So a lot of people got on board and shared the link and reviewed it. We did a competition. And so I think on day four of the launch, I charted in the UK marketing charts underneath Amy Porterfield. So obviously I've got a screenshot of that that I shared with all my, all my, all my customers and stuff and said, look, you made this happen. And there's 30 reviews on the podcast and everyone was really, it just generated a really, really amazing buzz around what I was doing. And I felt like the hard work I put in with blogging and nurturing a Facebook group and giving lots of free talks and all the things that we do to market our our businesses that the content marketing kind of really, really worked once that I was like, Hey guys, I've got this new thing I'm launching. Can you share it? Can you review it? It just generated a really nice buzz around the business. And what I've loved from it still is like, sometimes I'll get a tag on Facebook from someone in Scotland saying, Hey, I'm listening to your podcast on a walk and they'll have it in their stories or something like that. And the day I launched, people go, I'm listening. It's great. And I had someone the other day I was on a call with and they said, Oh, I'm listening. I've been listening to your podcast. And so it's a really um, intimate way of getting you're in someone's ears. And I think you have people's attention in a different way than when you're like we talked about sharing on social media or even a video on social media. Someone is usually, they're probably doing something else at the same time. You're really in their head and in their ears. And I think that it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's an important thing that you mentioned there kind of in passing, but I think it's an important thing to point out is that when you launch your podcast, you already had an audience of sorts to be able to share it to. There's a lot of people that start a podcast. They don't have an audience. And so they don't see the big results early on that that you were able to see. And then they get discouraged because like, well, I thought I just put it out there and boom, it's just supposed to happen. But you've been able to like build up to that. And so I think that's an important point to be able to mention. So can you go into like some of the other ways that prior to podcasting that you've tried to promote your business and the different things that you do and grow your list and all that. Yeah, certainly. So I think we've touched on a few of them, but obviously a a free Facebook group. And again, it's the same name as my podcast. So I know that anyone in that Facebook group is interested in content because it's called Cracking Content. Mm -hmm. And those three questions that they answer when they enter the group, they're given the opportunity to share that email list. I mean, most people know about this, but maybe for people that are new in their journey, it's a really great way to grow your email list. About 50% of people 
tend to give up their email at that point. And then obviously generating free resources, which you kindly shared earlier, my content planner, my blog brainstorm guide, things like that. Things that you know that are valuable enough for someone to give up their email address to grow, to grow your email list. So I think it was, I was in a group the other day and someone had had their social media account as in their personal profile deleted. And with that, they lost all the groups and the and their business page and they're not getting it back and she was just saying if this ever were assigned to me to not just rely on social media to grow my business but to create what I call core content so the podcasts the videos the blogs to blog from your website that will help with your organic search engine optimization to guest blog for other people these are all things that we can do to grow our business and like you say so some people do just think oh if I launch a podcast the audience will follow. But you and I both know that you need to do content marketing for that podcast and create other bits of content that will complement it. It won't just be, hey, subscribe to the podcast. Hey, listen to the podcast. You've got to have some other bits within that content mix for people that might not be into podcasts. They might want to watch a video or read a blog or look at your social posts. So I think it is about getting very clear about what, who your audience is and what resources and what content they would be interested in rather than sometimes we go, oh, I want to talk about this today or it's, it's, you've got to do a deeper dive. I mean, I'm sure you've talked to lots of people about this, but mm-hmm. I, I think getting very clear on who you're talking to and knowing that this stuff, you're in this for the long game. I don't care what anyone says. It's people don't blow up overnight. They don't tend to anyway, unless something spectacular happens people are you have to put in the hard work Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and i think that's another really good point too is that they look at these quote-unquote overnight successes and it's not there was years of hard work that went in to be able to do that one example that i know of i could probably list off many but i mean one of them that that got big in the podcasting space is john lee dumas with his entrepreneur on fire podcast and people look at that it's like oh look at that he's he's making six figures a month and all that kind of stuff and now he's been able to like move to his his like dream location in the world and it's like he's living on the beach and blah 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 and doing all that and they look at that and they're like look i can do the same thing the only thing is they don't realize that like the first six months of his podcast he was working 60 70 hours a week on the podcast and he was getting low download numbers, not making any money. And he invested almost six figures into be able to create that podcast the way it was. And so then when it took off, it looked like it was overnight success, but there was a lot that went into it. And people don't want to pay that, pay that price to be able to make it happen. But you got to pay with either time or money or sometimes both. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. One of the things that I think is really important for people to be able to understand as they're getting into this this type of medium for being able to do that. You mentioned that it was a long-term game. And so it's it's not something that just happens quickly. And so I think that's a really important piece that you talked about that like complements several things that we've talked about already. But I think it needs to be stated that there's a lot of people that they expect success in a few weeks or a few months or something like that, but it doesn't usually happen that quickly. 
yeah, you, you need to put in the work, but you need to have a strategy behind it. And I think often when people at the beginning of their journey, they think, oh, I need to post it every day um, or twice a day. I need to be on all the platforms. I'm talking about social media. I need to be everywhere all the time rather than being a bit more strategic. And I would say it would be better to create and I, you're going to be like, oh, she said it again. But these, these, these core bits of content that you can then use social media to amplify them. So if, if I write a blog, five, five different ways to share content, oh, five different ways to create engaging content. I've also done a podcast on that. I've also got my freebie. So I'll just say the call to action at the end of it will be download my 30 content ideas in 30 minutes. So then I've got them on my email list and they might have subscribed to, to, to my podcast. So suddenly you've got this a structure of content where people are coming back to my website or they're coming back to the podcast and they're subscribing it. If I'm just sharing content on social media, listen to the podcast or I think this about this, or it's not, you want to bring people back to your website. Your website's your shop window. And I think sometimes people spend they grow massive audiences on social media but they're not thinking about or, or they think that's what they've got to do but they're not thinking about the website and for me I think it's being able to use content in a in a clever way getting clever with your content so so many people that I've talked to and I do a content strategy session with them and I go well if you write this one blog with 10 tips in it that's 10 social media posts and they go wow and then you could do a video about it and pre-record it and upload it and then you could do a Facebook live about it and then they're like oh my god and suddenly we've come up with 12 different bits of content from one bit of content now that's being clever with your content and I think if more people did that and took a step back and thought I'm going to spend a longer amount of time creating the podcast the video the blog and then use social media to amplify it you'll feel less overwhelmed and also it's got a purpose you go well is it audience growth? Is it to make them aware of my next online program or course or workshop? And you, you're suddenly mapping out. In, I'm a big fan of mapping out by the quarter. So you do every, every few months rather than the whole year. You can map out your big launches or whatever you're doing across the year, but look in, in, by quarters and map mm-hmm. out content by quarters. Yeah, I like that strategy too, to be able to go by quarters like that because it's a, it's a manageable amount of content to be able to wrap your head around, but it's not so massive to where you get overwhelmed in that. And so I definitely agree with that with that there. So with, with your podcast, it's still fairly new as the time of this recording, two months or so. And you mentioned that the nice little thing that you were able to get there right at the beginning with being right next to Amy Porterfield and I guess social distance selfie there in a way with Amy Porterfield. But anyways. <laughs> one day, one day. Yes, yes, that, that would be great. So, but other than that, what benefits have you seen for your business that you can potentially draw back to the podcast if you've seen anything so far? I think it's another avenue to grow to grow my audience. It's an, it's another space for people to find me. I think it also elevates you as an expert. If you can suddenly say in your bio, I'm a podcaster, trainer and coach that elevates you as an expert because you are 
broadcasting weekly or in seasons about your topic of expertise. And then you're also interviewing people that are experts in what they do. So I've, I've chosen to do lots of solo episodes because I want them to be teaching and I want to showcase that I know what I'm talking about. But I am also doing a monthly interview at the, the last week of the month we're sharing an interview as well and again I'm talking to men and women that have created amazing businesses through content marketing mm-hmm. the last interview I shared was with a lady who's done two TEDx talks and she's an expert in inclusivity she's talking about being inclusive with the content that you create but also how she got two TEDx talks and I think that's really interesting to my listeners so again it's being able to reach out to other influencers and other experts in your field and you can reach their audiences if they agree to be interviewed. So that's one way. So that's another way of doing audience growth, isn't it? But it's also a way if you do solo episodes to showcase that you're an expert at what you do. So I think for me, that's what I've seen so far is people I don't know or people in my network suddenly going, oh, I listen to your podcast. I mean, that's great, isn't it? Or people messaging me saying, or tagging me saying, I'm I'm on a walk listening and tagging me on Instagram saying they're listening to my podcast. For me, I'm like, great, she's listening to my advice. Sometimes people watch and listen and they don't interact with you. And then they'll buy a product from you or book you for coaching or a one-to-one session. So you never know who's listening and watching. And I think if you've got capacity to do something like a podcast, I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the way that you explained your strategy behind your podcast as far as like doing solo and then mixing in a few interviews for that purpose. Because there's a, a benefit to both solo and interview type episodes. So I appreciate you being able to do that. So when it comes to like promoting your business for that, do you have like a specific call to action that directly promotes your business or is there pointing to your resources or how are you approaching that part of it? Um, I'm doing it in my show notes. So I'm sharing the free resources, but I'm also saying connect with Claire for one-to-one. I'm doing a direct sales school to action in it as well. Connect with Claire, connect to my website, but their softer call to action would be join my free group or download the resources. And people are certainly doing that from the show notes. So I think it is that no like and trust factor. I'm not expecting someone who's just listened to 14 episodes of my podcast to suddenly book in what one-to-one session, but they might start looking at my courses and things that I've got to offer in the new year. So again, it's that thing of you're in this for the long game, aren't you? You're in this for people to know who you are and, and see that you're an expert and be able to ne- take the next steps with you. So like you said, mm-hmm. I'm early in my episode 14 went out yesterday. So I am early in my journey, but I've absolutely loved every minute of it. It's definitely a platform. There's going to be no pod fade here. I will be continuing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And I think that's a good way for people to be able to look at it, business owners, especially because when they look at all their other marketing pieces, there's like the typical funnel type system. So at the top, you got all the different ways you're trying to reach out to everybody and they funnel in and then you have the free resources and things. So they'll consume one or more of the free resources. And then eventually they'll filter down to where maybe they buy like a, a low ticket thing and then a high ticket thing and different things like that. And so kind of funnel in through that way. Some people work through that funnel a little faster than, than others, but yeah. So I think that's a perfect way of being able to look at it as opposed to 
someone listens to my podcast and I got a client. Usually there's a lot of little detours and stops along the way as you look at that. And so sometimes it's harder to be able to track that stuff if you don't have a lot of good things in place to be able to be able to do that. I work with one of my clients and one of the things that they do when they do get on the call with people, one of the questions is, okay, where did you hear about us? How did you, where did that start? And then they try to see if we can map the path that they took to be able to get that call. And there's a lot of times it comes back to the podcast eventually or one of our free resources. And so in the podcast, we try to direct to the free resources as much as possible in this podcast. So anyway, so it's a great way to be able to do that and a great way to be able to look at that as well, because that sets your expectations in the proper place. Yeah, I think so. And I, again, like you say, it's being able to track it, isn't it? Having pixel, Facebook pixel in the right places. I pay someone else to do that. So don't ask me the detail. Getting the right tags in active campaigns so you, so you can track a customer journey as well. I think that's important. Again, I pay someone else to do that. But, so don't ask me the detail. But yeah, <laughs> it is, we do need to track where their customers from. And that is a great question to ask a new prospect or mm-hmm. someone you've got on a call for sure. How did you find out about me? And that's the question I ask when people join the Facebook group. But yeah, podcasting is one of those things. I think it's a growth area. As we 2020, I really think has been the year of the podcast, the amount of podcasts that have launched. But it's still... There are a lot more YouTube videos. There are a lot more blogs out there than there are podcasts. So there is room to get noticed, I think, more quickly in the podcast space than there are in, the, in those other areas. I'm curious, have you done anything with, because I, I know as far as like promoting your podcast, we've already talked about like the blog posts and social media and different things like that that you're doing. Have you done anything with like advertising, any paid advertisements or anything to try to promote your podcast or is that not anything that you've explored yet? It's not something I've explored yet. I have done Facebook ads for my free resources. It's certainly something I have been talking to a Facebook ad strategist and she um, was suggesting doing adverts for each episode. And it's something I might explore in 2021, but it's it's on the nice to have list at the moment. So yeah, no, at mm-hmm. the moment I'm relying mo- most... In fact, all of the marketing I'm content marketing I'm doing at the moment is organic. There's no paid. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So I was just curious as if, because if you did, then maybe we could dive into what that might look like. But I think that's another thing, because even though you're not doing it yet, that's one thing that, that I think people can look at is there's advertising your podcast as a whole, and then there's advertising the individual episodes. And so in my mind, when I asked the question, I was thinking about advertising as a whole. So I think that's a different way of being able to look at it, though, on like a per episode basis, too. Yes, definitely. And it's certainly, I, I, when I was talking to her, it hadn't occurred to me to, to actually do separate episodes. I was, I'm like you, I was thinking, well, the whole podcast in itself. So an interesting, an interesting take on it. And again, probably more work for them if you think about it. So... <laughs> Quite a lot more. But yeah, it's definitely something I will explore in 2021. And I think it is just that thing. I'm, I'm at that point where here in the UK, we're in lockdown mark two. It's been a very interesting year. So I'm taking the next kind of six weeks to kind of have a sort of overview of what worked and what didn't in my business and what I'm going to invest in in next year. So I think this is a good time to kind of look back at and the content marketing that you've done. And again, in March, I was doing loads of Facebook lives going, 
oh, please go and look at all your scheduled content. People are putting out stuff that's really inappropriate. Like really go and have a really good look at what you've, you've decided to plan and put out there. Because I am also, because of the journalism, and we touched on this right at the beginning of the podcast about planning editorial is, editorially as well and thinking about what's coming ahead seasonally and also big events and awareness days as well. They're all things that we need to map out and look at. And obviously a pandemic, a a global crisis, is something that we all need to, and everyone's had to do. I think pivot must be the word of the year, surely this year, how many businesses have had to come online or change their products online. Yeah. If there was anything I could take, if there was going to sum up this word this year, I think it would be pivot. (laughs) Yeah. Pivot and creativity as well, because having to, really think out of the box to be able to accomplish what you need to do because yeah, you got to pivot, but you got to think creatively to be able to do that because all these other ways that you used to do stuff can't do it anymore. And so, (laughs) yeah, very good. Very good. And it has inspired and amazed me. I've worked with Pilates teachers and all sorts of people that have brought their businesses completely online. People's versatility and creativity and a willingness to learn new tech and just to get themselves out there to do that sort of done is better than perfect. And I think that has definitely been the kind of theme of this year that people are testing stuff out, doing things on Zoom. We're all used to things going a bit wrong with the tech and and it's brought people online that probably wouldn't have come online for years and years and years. It's, it's brought that, the digital space and the course creation space, just fast forwarded it, hasn't it? In terms of that everybody's trying to teach stuff online now. So it's been a really mm-hmm. interesting year and a good one to sort of reflect on what content's worked and what hasn't. But for me, certainly, podcasting has been, uh, launching one and creating one has been a creative joy, but also a fun thing to do. And I think there's been a bit of, during this pandemic, it's been, sometimes it's been hard to find the fun and joy back in your business because there's so many worries and outside things that are out of your control. So to, to have something in your business that you, content you love and enjoy creating, makes life so much more fun and easy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned there about control. And so, because, and I think that's another reason why you need to have like your own website, your own podcast, because you have the control in those situations. And I guess even being careful about what media hosts you go with, because depending on which one you go to, you might not have control over a lot of different pieces. And and with, with the world that we're in right now, there's a lot of censoring and whatever different things that are going on, whether people agree with it or not. I mean, you can post something and the social media platform that you're on may decide that, no, no, we can't let you post that for whatever reason. Then they're stopping you from being able to get your message out. But if you have your own podcast, you have the ability to be able to share your message and not worrying about a platform stopping you from being able to do that. It's something I share a lot, actually, that we're all broadcasters. And with that become, comes a great responsibility as well. Like we all need to be careful about what we're saying and the messages we're sharing with the world and what we stand for and what we stand for against. I'm a big believer in authentic content creation. I'm not going to be lying on a Lamborghini telling you you can make six figures in six weeks because it's not true. <laughs> and for me, that's really important that Again, like you say, you you create the content for your website and podcast and you're able to be a broadcaster. Isn't that amazing? You couldn't have done this 20 years ago, but with it comes responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that I'm sure we can get into more. Where would be the best way for people to get more 
about you and what you have to offer? I think probably the best place to find me is my website, which is clairewinter.info. And I've also got the free group cracking content on Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Claire Winter UK. Well, excellent. I'll make sure to have links to all of those in the show notes. And thank you, Claire, for spending the time with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.